Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And as for informational purposes only, it is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey everybody, welcome to your weekend show, the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Today I'm your host, Dr. Chris Demzar, bringing you the latest and greatest information about your health so you can be free from disease to be able to live the life that you want. Now, if you've been listening for the past several weekends, you'll know that we've been digesting and just discussing and diving into, I don't know why all the D words, but the alliteration is flowing today, into your thyroid and specifically the root cause of thyroid disorders. We've talked about how thyroid has affected, affects about 40 million Americans every single year. And of those, most of those end up being low thyroid issues. And 90% of somebody that has low thyroid has an autoimmune component to it. And so we've dove into some of the root causes for that, namely the neurological interference. If the nerves coming out of your neck uh, and the nerves coming out of your brain cannot communicate and help effectively control the signals to the thyroid, thyroid is going to be thrown off. It's not going to produce its hormones. We talked about if you have an inflammation within the gut and how the guts, basically the cascade of events from the gut up to your thyroid can lead to all sorts of problems that will eventually shut down the thyroid because of an autoimmune attack. And so today we've got an extremely exciting topic that we really need to dive into because there is newer and newer research, especially coming out within this field, within this, I mean, this realm of, of health and with, of healing. And it has to do with heavy metals and how heavy metals are going to influence your thyroid. Now, we've all heard the adage of, yeah, you've got to be careful because you know that there's metals in this and metals in that. But have you listeners, have you ever stopped and really thought, how much we interact with a heavy metal on a day-to-day basis because it's way more than we think even i've you know even as over this last week now i've learned it's so much more than i've even realized and i need to step back take an introspective and extrospective look at how i'm interacting with my environment and then be able to say well you know what the only way to make changes is to eliminate things or replace Maybe replace A with B, right? A is toxic, B is not. I need to eliminate it because I don't want it to lead to health problems down the road. And we're gonna get we're gonna dive deep into that today. But I really want to start if if you are listening for the first time ever and you're like, whoa, this thyroid thing, that's pretty cool. I want to learn more about this. I want to know exactly where Dr. Demzar is getting all this information from and where and I say, Yeah, you're gonna learn how to heal your thyroid yourself. What? Then you know what you need? You got to get the free ebook. This is created by Dr. Ernst himself. He's the clinical director for our office here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And all you need to do is text the word thyroid, your name and your email to 704-906-2094 and you'll get this free today. In addition, we are going to be signing you up so that you have access to the live masterclass that's going to be held March 11th from the comfort of your home. We come live to you via, just like this, via some sort of live streaming service into your home, whether it's your computer or your phone, your tablet, whatever you need to use. So that way you can interact with Dr. Ernst, with myself, and we can bring you the best information so that you can heal yourself. On top of that, right, and this is where it all gets put together. Because I know I'll sit here and I'll I'll spew a lot of information out at you guys. It only matters if you take an action step. It's good to have a thought. It's good to say, you know, this information's nice. This information's helpful. I like it. I like what he's saying. But it's a whole nother level to say, I'm actually going to make a change. I'm actually going to change this. I'm actually going to go and do this. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to think about it. I am. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck between saying, yeah, that's all nice. That sounds good and well, but I just don't know. I'm comfortable here. Versus saying, you know what, it's going to be a little bit of extra work. I'm going to have to stay up an extra 10 minutes. It's going to be uncomfortable to go and do this because I've never done that before. But it's going to lead to a healthy change. 
make yourself uncomfortable. The people that you may hear on the radio, maybe it's me, maybe it's other people, the people that you see on TV that are living the life that they want, they may have no idea about the heavy metals, but they chose to take action steps to get to where they want to be and look where they are now, especially if they're on television. How many of us have a chance to be on television all the time on whatever? So that is just in uh, me imploring you to say, do one simple thing. The only way when we dive into a lot of these toxins that are interacting with your thyroid to eliminate them is you have to take the necessary steps to do so. You, it's, it's, you have to take and say, hey, look, this is a problem. I'm going to change it. For example, one of the things that I'm doing right now is my, my wife and I, we're switching over a lot of our, we had, we had some stainless steel, which is just getting old, to be honest. We've had it for seven or eight years now. But we, we had some non-stick pans that we thought were healthy. We thought that they were coated with, you know, some non-PFOAs, and we're going to get into that. But uh, they weren't. We found out that they were. And so now we're switching over to get new, healthier ceramic options. And we're also switching to cast iron which cast iron might seem like a bear for someone that's never used cast iron before. But uh, once you season it once, it's good to go. Just make sure that you cook and then you clean it. You cannot afford to just let it sit. And you can't just be like, oh, I'll let it soak in water for a little bit. Nope, you've got to clean the cast iron immediately. So you get to do the kitchen process, you know, prepping, cooking, cleaning, start to finish right then and there. And uh, it's been a blessing for our family. It helps us to really stay focused and on track. And so switching to cast iron, super positive thing. And uh, then you get the health benefits as long as you're not already having some sort of iron issue, which my wife and I are not. So, okay, now that we're off that tangent, we're diving into thyroid. Now, why do heavy metals affect the thyroid? It's an interesting thing because the thyroid makes your body go. The thyroid produces hormones. Those hormones go every, to every cell in your body, and they help make it go, whatever that needs to be. Maybe you need to increase digestive processes. Maybe you need to increase the secretion of another hormone. Maybe you need to make more protein so that you can rebuild muscle. Maybe you need to help send signals to get your bladder to contract so you can use the bathroom. I don't know. Whatever it ends up being, thyroid hormone makes your body go. Get up and go. Move, move, move. And so even if you don't want to take action, your thyroid's helping your body to take action, whether you want it to or not. That's the beauty of the autonomic nervous system, right? The nervous system that controls the subconscious thoughts in our, bo in our brain and body. So it's a beautiful thing that we have this going on and don't even realize it. So then it makes sense that if the thyroid hormone is what is going to make our body go, that it is going to be most affected by a metal that's going to come in and disrupt that process because a metal mimics an enzyme, a metal is going to mimic a hormone. And so if the thyroid is going in and it's the precursor to really make things run, really get the engine revving, it's like the turbo in your car. That's what the thyroid is. It's the turbo. You need the turbo if you want to go fast. You need the thyroid to make your body do things. And so it makes sense that heavy metals are going to come in and say, yeah, you know what? We're going to pretend that we're the turbo instead. And we're going to block the real thyroid hormone from binding to its receptor sites and then doing whatever the action is that it needs to do. And so that's where it becomes a big problem. And the second this happens, the second a heavy metal binds to the receptor site instead of, or interacts with thyroid, the thyroid in a different way, instead of the actual thyroid hormone itself, that sends a cascade of signals throughout your body where your body freaks out. Your body goes, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Thyroid hormone wasn't there. Something else was. We've got all this thyroid hormone, but it's not working. Let's try to make more. Now it's really not working. Okay, thyroid must be wrong. Something's wrong with the gland itself. Let's attack the gland. Let's gang up on the gland. And all of a sudden, you have an autoimmune attack on your thyroid gland <laughs> because of a heavy metal. Now, that is definitely long-term, right? And somebody that's been dealing with thyroid issues, it's going to be pretty advanced. You'll have some pretty well-established symptoms, the fatigue, the hair loss, the brittle nails, the cold intolerance and whatnot, so on and so forth. So you'll have some pretty well-established symptoms before you get to the point where that's happening, right? That's different than a gut leak. Same mechanism, or well, I should say it's, a, it's the same end result, but a different mechanism. So the mechanism of heavy metals versus the mechanism of a gut leak, both take time, but it's the heavy metals that's going to, you're going to have some more well-established symptoms that's going to prompt you to probably want to look into this further. So if you're having any of that, and you're going, whoa, I never thought that it could be a heavy metal. Why, why would it be a heavy metal? Heavy metals, you know, they're, they're, I know they're out there, but there's no way they can be in here. How is that possible that they could be in my body? You're interacting with them every day. Let's break down some. Okay, so 
specifically what we have to, the building blocks of what you need to understand to understand how heavy metals influence your thyroid is that your thyroid needs iodine and selenium to function and catch these words right so the iodine and the selenium are used to produce the t3 and the t4 hormones that's the main thyroid hormone but iodine is a halogen and selenium is a metalloid, right? That's how they're classified. If you look at the periodic table of elements and we can all go back to ninth grade chemistry class where we learned all about the periodic table and I guarantee you halogens and metalloids were discussed. Halogens were probably discussed more than metalloids. Metalloids tend to get forgotten mostly because they end up being in the middle part of the periodic table. And so they just, they're just not as popular, right? We focus on a lot of the big ones and, and, and the ends, especially when you're learning how to like balance different equations and whatnot. And you have the plus and the minus sign. But anyways, you've got a halogen and an iodine, you've got a metalloid and selenium. So right there, it makes sense that there is a metal-like ion or metal-like element. Then when you have a heavy metal that's going to come into play, it's going to be able to mimic that metalloid. It's going to be able to bind to that receptor site. That's how this works. And so specifically, that can, there's an accumulation where you can get harmful halogens harmful metalloids within the thyroid gland that will then influence what the thyroid is able to do. So get this, we have to know that it's not just one place. I said heavy metals are all around you. You're probably driving in a car that's full of metals and you don't even realize it. You're like, yeah, but no, this is it's the fabric that I'm sitting in. It's the, I got this leather steering wheel that I'm driving with right now. Well, guess what? For that leather to look as pretty as it is and to pass certain federal regulations, there has to be certain sprays on it, certain chemicals on it that make it do something or not do something. We'll get into that. Those chemicals contain metals. Hint, hint. You're touching and holding metals. Are you holding your phone? Here, I've got my phone right here. Are you holding your phone ever? Are you touching the screen? Now, my phone, I don't. I've got a, a, a special case on mine. I have a, a very expensive glass protector on the front of my screen because I don't want plastic. And you know what? If, you, if I didn't have that glass protector, I'd be touching the phone screen, which has heavy metals in it. We'll get into that. Okay. So we have to know that the toxins are, the heavy metals are all around you, all around us. And so you have to think of it as there's in your household, that they're in industrial chemicals, that they're heavy metals in a lot of the agricultural agents pesticides, herbicides that are being sprayed on your food. So we talked about that more at the gut leak, right? But that can have a direct influence if you're consuming that and those metals start interacting with thyroid receptor sites or with the thyroid itself. So when it comes to, we're like, well, Dr. Demzar, what heavy metals are you referring to? There's four, four big ones that are most known to disrupt thyroid function. And, you know, I thought long and hard about how to present this stuff, this information on this radio show today because there's two acronyms for it. It's C-L-A-N-M. So that spells CLAM. But you know what? The other word, you could switch to the A and the L and you could get CALM. But I figured, you know what? The second you say the word CALM, that presents like this ah feeling. And this isn't an ah moment. This is a oh my gosh moment. You need to know about this and you need to really dive in deep to what's happening here. So we're going with CLAMs, guys. It's the CLAM metals, C-L-A-M. Cadmium, lead, aluminum and mercury those are the big four heavy metals that are influencing your thyroid predominantly yes there are others but these are the big four and these are the ones that are used most commonly just in life that we're exposed to every single day so a lot of this is going to be me rolling through well where do you get a lot of this from and it's so important that you can know this so let's take this information we're going to start to dive in and we're going to start with we got to start with c we got to start with cadmium and so cadmium is a heavy metal that's released in the environment through a lot of different mining processes, but it's put into certain fertilizers. It's found in batteries. It's found in plastics. There's certain pigments too that have cadmium in them for color. So any of you that have tattoos, especially if you have the color red, high, high levels of cadmium. So now you've got cadmium living inside of you if you've got a red tattoo. My only suggestion, stay away from red, but make sure that you get, you can go and get vegan ink you can get organic vegan ink and if you want a future tattoo and that can help to lessen the burden i don't know if it eliminates it i haven't seen any research or data on that but i know that there is vegan ink out there where it will be way more friendly to your body way less toxic for you 
okay? One of the issues with the chronic cadmium exposure is that it can lead to what we call it referred to as a cadmium thyroid goiter. And through my own weird accent, saying the word goiter sounds funny, but have you ever heard of a goiter before? It literally looks like a giant tumor in your neck. And it's not, but it is your thyroid creating essentially what could become cancer, what could become tumor uh, in the future. And so you really, the second you see that, it is a huge red flag that there's a massive metal overload, specifically cadmium, in your body. And you really want to, you have to go, That's at that point, you need to be able to get help. And if you're saying, yeah, I, I've had this like small lump, but I'm not sure what it is. It's in the base of my neck right here in the front. I've just been letting it go for a while. I'm not too concerned with it. I don't want to go back to my medical doctor. Then don't wait. Get an answer today. You can do the testing, right? All it comes down to is you need to do the test. But what test would you do? I'm so glad you asked. Well, there's a heavy metals test in addition to a full thyroid panel that you need to have run. And so if you're unsure what that looks like, get the ebook today. If you have the ebook, dive back in. Let me see if I can find it quick. It's so easy to be able to go, oh, here it is. Look, I jumped right to it. There's the heavy metal panel right down there in the bottom. You can see all the colors. It's going to give you information about relative to what's normal within the human body, what is allowed, what's an allowable limit in the human body of a specific metal, of a specific ion, of a specific mineral, where your levels are, and then compare that to the rest of the population and let you know, hey, you're in this percentile. That puts you at a huge risk. You don't want to be in that percentile. And then that can help you, that can help us to make decisions about what needs to be done to eliminate the metals and solve the problem, whatever's going on with your thyroid. Again, if you don't have this ebook, text your email and text your name, first and last, to 704-906-2094. Get this ebook. Look at all the testing that needs to be done so that way you can tackle this thyroid problem. This isn't difficult. This isn't complicated. I'm uncomplicating it for you. You just have to be willing to take the action step to actually do it. So reach out and you can get this ebook today. If you have more questions, text in, right? We're going our call center will get the message, the text message, they'll send it over to us and say, "Yeah, they didn't say thyroid, but they said they had this other question." And can you reach out to them? Or you know what? You can go to the Ask Dr. Ernst website. You can sign up for a free consultation with Dr. Ernst with myself, where we can really dive into what's going on and get you the specific answers that you need, whatever that needs to be. Okay? All right, let's keep going because I want to be able to get through some of these before we have to get to the break, which we know that there's a break coming up. So one of the other issues with cadmium is that it's not exclusive to just your thyroid. Cadmium is going to go and influence your renal systems, kidneys, elimination of toxins. If you've got toxins in your body and you can't eliminate them, uh-oh, that's a big problem. And it's caused by the toxins. So you see how it snowballs out of control. Your skeletal system. A lot of times we have these massive endocrine disruptors and that starts to influence the minerals that we're able to keep in our bones. And then so especially with a lot of women, these metals end up being estrogen mimickers and they'll start to pull calcium from your bones. And so when women go into menopause, that creates a whole big problem where osteoporosis seems to be just come out out of the blue. Woman's fine, estrogen tanks, and next thing you know, because of, there's these estrogen mimickers here that were pulling calcium all these for all these years and the body was not able to pull it back, there you go, osteoporosis, the second that a woman becomes postmenopausal. And like I said, it comes out of the blue, but it really didn't. It was there all along. Just the symptomatology wasn't there because the estrogen hormone was still dominant enough. So the bigger issue too is once this happens, postmenopausal, there's a huge incidence where this can lead to dementia Alzheimer's and like early onset for these neurodegenerative diseases. And so if you want to know how to eliminate your opportunity to suffer with a neurodegenerative disease, which is the worst thing that can happen, you know, as someone's going through life and then they finally get to a point where you're supposed to retire and be happy. But now all of a sudden you're dealing with this neurodegenerative disease and medical doctors are telling you that you've got five to 15 years to live. Start now to make sure and be proactive with your health to make sure that these metals are not in you. Don't wait because to be reactive at that point, it's too late. Too many processes have taken over and your body has become set in this new way, this new pattern. It's extremely difficult to break. 
with total transparency. All right, so that's the gist on cadmium. That's the C. We're talking about clams today, guys. Moving on to L, that's lead. So lead, it's one of the heaviest metals that exists, and it remains in our environment mostly because of its use in old paints. And a lot of that's, you know, all the new paints are lead-free. Yes, I know. But there's still some that's there. There's some jewelry that contains lead. There's certain children's toys. And then there's other environmental uh, factors where, you know, lead is always going to be released, unfortunately, with mining and whatnot. But one of the problems that lead will lead to a reduced thyroid function. So if your thyroid can't, basically, and we, we talked about this before, your thyroid isn't just T3, T4. There's a T1 and a T2 that are precursors. And there's also a couple hundred other proteins and enzymatic pathways that run through the thyroid to help eventually get you to make your T3 and T4. And one of the really important things that lead is going to go in and do is block and stop those other processes from occurring. So you can't get to that T3 and T4. So then the precursor to your brain, to everything, the, the, basically I'm, what I'm saying is the signal from your brain that says, hey, thyroid, make more. It's called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Makes sense, right? And so your body will start to increase thyroid stimulating hormone like crazy. And this is the common lab presentation, right? And so you go in, you're, so you've got some level of symptoms and you're unsure about it and or you're getting your annual blood work and it comes back and TSH is high, your thyroid levels, hormones are low. And so then all of a sudden it's, well, you've got to go on this thyroid medication. We've got to replace your thyroid. And that'll help, right? Nope, it won't. Because guess what? There's a heavy metal blocking the actual production of your thyroid hormone. And so if you want to get to the root cause of what's going on, you have to eliminate the lead. You've got to eliminate that heavy metal first in order to get your thyroid back to functioning normal. And only then will your thyroid send the signal back to your brain to say, hey, we don't need all that TSH anymore. You can stop producing it. And this happens all the time, right? That same scenario that I was talking about that puts a patient on some sort of thyroid replacement medication, Synthroid, Levothyroxine, whatever it may be, their TSH stays elevated even when their thyroid hormones normalize again. And that's called disease management because now you're staying diseased. You're just adding another layer to that disease because you haven't solved the root problem. And the TSH is forever going to stay elevated because it's continuously getting signals from the thyroid saying there's something wrong. But now it's being masked in the blood work by the medication being taken. You guys see that? See how important that is? And so that's what we see so often. And that's what becomes so dangerous and with uh, just the current track that so many people are on is that the, the disease is being managed to make it look good, but you're not actually solving the problem. The problem isn't the thyroid. The problem is the heavy metal. Just like it may be the nervous system. It may be the gut. You want to figure those things out, be proactive, figure it out now, don't wait till it can lead to further degenerative issues like osteoporosis, like Alzheimer's and dementia in the future. That's what the big message is today. So for this action, simple action step of saying, yeah, I'm going to start to eliminate some things. And, oh, wow, you've already talked about the fact that, you know, cadmium is, you know, I, I see cadmium is mostly from mining and whatnot. But there's other things that we're finding my uh, cadmium in. Wait till this. I'm going to end I'm going to end the first segment of the show with this. I've got a bombshell revelation for all of you listening. So be ready for it. And lead coming from children's toys and some paints and jewelry. So you've got to be really careful that you've got to say, yeah, I got to go. And if you're a woman and our guy too, you've got jewelry, you can go and get it tested. See if it's got lead in it. One of the easiest ways that you can tell is any jewelry that your body doesn't agree with, you will, it will irritate the skin. I can't, I mean, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a holistic functional physician, but I'm a chiropractor first. I work with people's nervous systems first because that's what allows all healing to occur. And I can't tell you the amount of patients when they're, you know, they'll come in and typically they're facing away from me because I obviously I need their backs. I need their spines to be able to work with their nervous system. And I can see along the, their back of their neck, I can see the red irritation from the jewelry that they're wearing, from the necklace. It happens at least once a day. And I'll have that conversation and be like, hey, have you ever had that jewelry tested? Because you're having a skin reaction. Your, your skin's pissed off. And it's not because the jewelry's pulling. They're not going and just yanking on it, trying to abrade their skin and break down their skin. So it is a metal allergy that they have. Most likely one of these four heavy metals. Cadmium, lead, aluminum, or mercury. Okay, so here we go. There's recent studies. And you know what? This is on 
I've got it here on another computer because it's so important that I can go through this the way I need to. There's some bombshell revelations that have come out through Consumer Report Research recently where they've talked about all of the what we thought were healthy, organic, fair trade, dark chocolates. Have any of you guys heard of this study before? It's last year. And they looked at 23 different uh, chocolate brands, fair trade organic chocolate brands, and some non-organic, but to look for their levels that had cadmium for the levels that had lead. And so, um, you know, this is public information. You can go and look. Some of the, there are some companies with extremely high lead in here. Godiva, Lint, Trader Joe's. I'm going to butcher this, but Hue. Everybody loves Hershey's chocolate, but I'm sorry. High in lead. And then for the cadmium. Some, especially some of the ones that I used to think were, well, like Alter Ego. I love Alter Ego chocolate, but unfortunately... It's got super high levels of cadmium in it. Lint, Dove, Beyond Good, some of the other ones with high cadmium. So there are some safer choices out there. And there's uh, some companies that you can look for that have much healthier options. And Mast is one, Taza is one. They're both organic dark chocolates. Surprisingly, you know who does a really good job keeping the lead levels low or the, and the cadmium, so the heavy metal levels low is Ghirardelli chocolates. I know we've all heard of that company before. Just make sure you're getting it organic because then you don't know the pesticides, herbicides that are being used to harvest the cocoa bean. But this bombshell revelation of, look at you've got cadmium and lead in some of your favorite foods. How many of us have chocolate every single week? I know I'll enjoy dark chocolate, but I gotta be real careful with what I'm eating based off this consumer report research. So I know we're heading into the break, but again, if your mind is blown by this, just wait till we get to the more household metals, the A and the M, the aluminum and the mercury that'll be coming up after the break. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Ask Dr. Earn Show. Today, I'm your host, Dr. Chris Demzar, uh, the proud partner and co-host of the Ask Dr. Ernst Show with Dr. Ernst. And you guys might have noticed the past several weeks that uh, it's been me and Dr. Ernst has been not here on the radio show. And there's a extremely important reason for that. For those of you that don't know, we are working on a uh, really important healing center here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Dr. Ernst has spent so much time being able to dive deep into what needs to be done to make sure that that healing center could be everything that it needs to be because modern times call for more modern measures of healing. And yes, everything that's done of the old is important, but we need to, we know that patients need more and more to be added to that. And we need to be able to provide that if we're going to continue healing naturally into this world. And so that's a lot of what is going on and what he has been spending his time doing recently. And so I've been praying that he gets to spend that time doing exactly what God needs him to do to ensure that we can bring you the best in healing what your body needs to be able to heal naturally. So if you're just tuning in, this is the second half of the show today where we're diving into thyroid and heavy metals. Specifically, we're diving into what happens when your body is exposed to these heavy metals and why it affects your thyroid, why it influences your thyroid. And if you don't have it already, you need to get the thyroid, thyroid, excuse me, Heal Thyself ebook. It's yours free. It's got all the information, all the testing, all the things to look out for. It's, I don't know if we have it updated with the chocolates, but if you're coming back listening from the first half of the show, you know that I dropped this bombshell of the chocolates that have some of the heavy metals, lead and cadmium in them that you need to be extremely careful of, especially if you already have a thyroid issue. But even if you don't, you don't want to be introducing those metals as food into your body. Oh my gosh. Imagine absorbing that and what it's going to do. And so you need to get this ebook today. It could be yours free. It's text your name and the word thyroid along with your email address to 704-906-2094. One of the big things that we've been talking about leading up to our March 11th masterclass that's coming to you live in your home through your phone, tablet, computer, whatever that you may watch on. And one of the things that we've been imploring you is to get this ebook listen to our radio show. I think this is the third or fourth one that we've done on thyroid now. And then 
take action steps. Take action steps leading up to the masterclass. So that way, once you get to the masterclass, you're already coming in saying, yeah, you know what? I am starting to heal. And you know what? I've made these changes. And are you expecting to notice a difference? Let's say you know you've got a thyroid issue. Let's say you're on thyroid medication. Let's say that you have a thyroid goiter, which is that precancerous tumor that is starting to grow and you're out of your thyroid. It doesn't mean that any of that's going to have physically changed, but you've started to eliminate some of the root sources, the root causes of what's causing the thyroid problem in the first place. You've got to start there. And then it took months and years of accumulation of these toxins to get to the point where your thyroid is starting to show these problems. It's going to take that time, not that long, but it's going to take time again for your thyroid to heal. So a lot of the times patients will come in that we're working with and they'll say, you know, Dr. D, Dr. Demzar, I've been doing this now for, for a month. I have, I've noticed no change. Well, what change are you expecting? Wait, wh- how long did it take for you to notice a change that occurred from the time that you started to accumulate these toxins, these heavy metals in your body that then led to influencing your thyroid? And of course, the answer is, like, ah, I don't know. And the truthful answer is it's been years, years and years and years of thyroid heavy metal accumulation. Eventually, your body couldn't handle it anymore. And now your body has to respond, whether it's an autoimmune attack back on the thyroid, whether it's a Uh, uh, inability to produce normal thyroid hormones, whether it's uh, your body starting to show some other symptomatology. We talked about your body reacting to certain jewelry that may have lead in it and it can cause a skin irritation. And so when that happens, you've got to understand it's going to take some time again to get your body to appropriately detox from these heavy metals. And it has to happen in a very specific way once you know the specific levels of the heavy metals in your body and whatever else is going on right? That's why we are a show of root cause. We talk about the root causes of different health conditions and you don't just address one of them. You address all of them because it's the root cause. So you can't have one or eliminate one and just expect the problem to go away. You have to eliminate all of them. Make sense? So let's keep moving on. We talked at the top of the hour about our first two clam heavy metals, cadmium and lead. And so we're going to move on now to Probably one of the ones that's my favorite to talk about, which is aluminum, because it's the easiest to understand and it's the one that we're using the most. I personally think that we are exposed to the most amounts of aluminum. Now, I don't have that data, but just listen to what aluminum is found in. There is aluminum in so many different household products, certain toiletries and bathroom products like deodorant and over-the-counter medications like antacids. Are any of you guys chewing on a tum after every meal or some other antacid, some other Pepto-Bismol, something to try to alkalinize or subdue the digestive turmoil that's going on in your stomach, in your intestines. If that's you, first of all, there's a bigger issue going on there, right there in of itself. But not only are you masking another root cause issue related to your gut, related to your nervous system and digestion, but you're introducing another problem by adding in aluminum. You're adding in aluminum to the problem. And then aluminum is going to go in and aluminum inhibits iodine uptake. So if you're having a digestive issue already, you're already not doing a good job absorbing nutrients, passing everything else through your intestines and eliminating out through your waste. But then you're also saying, yeah, I'm just going to calm that down with some sort of antacid. Well, now you're adding in aluminum, which is going to not allow you to absorb iodine. And you might say, yeah, I know, but I have the salt. I use the salt that has the iodine in it. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. So you have that salt. You've got this antacid with the aluminum. The aluminum does not allow the iodine to then be absorbed into your intestines or through your intestines to go into your bloodstream to go and help you make normal thyroid hormone or Yeah, normal thyroid hormone. And this is all too common, this cascade of events that I'm describing. And so over time, this will trigger the immune response, these antibodies that may choose to attack the thyroid. Next thing you know, you're being told, oh, well, you have Hashimoto's, which is low or hypothyroidism. And it's no surprise that one of the things that when you really dive into what you're doing on a day-to-day basis is you're using, well, well, we'll go back to deodorants in a second, but you're using anything to try to, or these antacids to suppress what's happening digestively. So with the whole deodorant thing, a lot of times they're using to get the antiperspirant effect. We're seeing high amounts of, of aluminum and high amounts of zinc. 
And so you've got to be real careful because, especially with the aluminum, the aluminum is being absorbed directly into the sweat glands of the armpits, and then it's going real close to the lymph. We all have lymph nodes, females especially, but we all have lymph nodes right there that are going to be disrupted and can get clogged from the aluminum. And then that can find its way to your thyroid, and then that can stop the iodine uptake process at the thyroid there. And so if you're going, well, what kind of deodorant should you use? You can find kaolin clay-based deodorants. And there are, there are, first of all, you can find, even through name brands, and I won't name them, but you can find name brands, aluminum-free deodorants. In my opinion, those are not perfect, but then you can find healthier versions that are kaolin clay-based, essential oil-based antiperspirants and deodorants. And they'll, be, they'll use some oils too to help support antiperspiration. And that's all you need. You never want to clog a sweat gland. We need this. That's an extremely important functionality. And if you're saying, yeah, but I've got this body odor. And of course, you're doing it to prevent body odor, right? That's society telling you to do that. Oh, your body odor. You can't have body odor. Well, then there's another issue going on because it's not actually the your body that stinks. It's the fermentation from the bacteria that's in your armpit that's out of alignment. And it, that bacteria is having a field day of all the things that your sweat is carrying through your body and pushing out through those pores. So it shows how toxic you are on the inside. And then to stop it, you just add more toxins on. Isn't that funny? Isn't that a catch-22? Your body's already so toxic that you're simply saying, I'll just add more toxins to it to stop the toxic process. And it's interesting because with sweating, you know, we, we can sweat out a lot of heavy metals too. And there's different, there's research that shows that if you go into like a steam sauna, or if you're, you know, you go out like just, just normal sweating, if you go out and you go for a, a nice long run on a hot day and you sweat profusely, that that's, there's going to be a very specific set of heavy metals that your body's going to do a really good job eliminating. And there'll be some that it doesn't do a good job eliminating, but some of those that it really struggles with, you can go into like an infrared sauna. You can start to use red light therapy and now your body can start to pull out those heavy metals. And so one's not better than the other. There's research to support that both are good and can elevate the, you know, your, your metal elimination processes through sweating. And so don't stop your body's ability to sweat. Your BO is not you. It's the bacteria that's on your body. And yes, you want that bacteria there, but you don't want that bacteria fermenting the things that it's pushing out. So it's what's happening on the inside. You got to change what's happening on the inside because you can blame the bacteria for any body odor, but you have to blame yourself for the heavy metals and the other toxins that are inside of you that your body's trying to eliminate. Make sense? Okay. And so let's keep going with aluminum because then aluminum foil is one of the biggest ways that we ingest or get aluminum into our bodies. The second we heat up the aluminum, we are allowing the aluminum to spread into the food. And then we're consuming that food and bam, now we're getting aluminum again into our body. And there's other cookware that uses aluminum and is aluminum based. You've got to be careful of those. We already talked about at the top of the hour, what you should do instead. And so if you miss that, please go back, listen. There's so much great information there of what to do instead to help replace some of the aluminum and some of the other cookware, which we're going to get into in a moment. All right, let's keep going because we've got to get to the last one, mercury. Mercury is a poison. And everybody's heard that, right? We know be careful with mercury thermometers and they switch to other things because the mercury was dangerous. And so you don't have mercury thermometers in elementary schools anymore. But listen to this. Mercury can found, be found in so many other places like seafood and everybody knows limit fish. Specifically, the bigger the fish, most likely the higher levels of mercury concentration the fish will have. Research has proven that, has shown that. It's not perfect, but the majority of bigger fish, more mercury. So you've got to watch out for that. And then surprisingly, mercury is used as a binder, binding agent to other heavy metals and other plastics and other uh, compounds that are put into dental amalgams. And so if you have the, the metal filling, that silver filling or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that for a tooth cavity, you want to get that removed and replaced with more of a composite compound that's not going to be at risk of having mercury or another heavy metal in it. Real important. And then there's other pollution, you know, so pollution, especially in bigger cities. And yes, we do a decent job here in America, but especially in other countries, pollution from coal burning plants. And, you know, here we are, we've got the, I'm blanking on the name now. Oh, the Marshall steam station right up in the North side of Charlotte, North of Lake Norman, North side of Lake Norman, there's a coal powered plant right there. And that's something that's going to produce mercury day in and day out. It's a 24 seven operation. And so 
there's a, there's this one interesting study where they looked at this lakeside community where there was a coal powered plant and they found that especially with women compared to men, but both of them, but mostly in women, they suggested a positive association between there being mercury that these people were exposed to, whether it was in the water that was in the lake from the coal burning plant, or if it was in the air and the environment around them and their TSH levels that were skyrocketing because their thyroid was not able to do what it needed to do. And so you can see that mercury, cadmium, lead, aluminum, the clams are extremely prevalent and you want to try to eliminate them. You have to know how to eliminate them. If you get to the point that you can't, there's always another way. There's lots of chelation therapies. There's too many for me to get into here. They typically need to be monitored. It's not just something we go, yeah, let me just try this and do it. You need supervision. There's other root issues that you need to be looking out for at that point in time. And chelation therapy, a lot, there are specific like mercury binders, lead binders and whatnot, but you've got to be real careful when you start going down the rabbit hole of looking to pull heavy metals out through a chelation therapy. It really does need to be monitored. But if you want to learn more about it, it's all here in the ebook. If you don't have it, text your name and email to 704-906-2094. You don't want to miss the opportunity to get all the information that you need of how to start eliminating these toxins from your diet, from your life, so that way you're not having this negative thyroid influence. Okay, so let's keep going on with these household toxins because the fun part of the show today is going to be me trying to say some of these names. But I talked about at the top of the hour where we talked about if, you have, if you're in your car and you're like, yeah, I'm not exposed to heavy metals. I'm listening to this radio show, right, Saturday on WBT, and you're touching your steering wheel and you're sitting against your car seat. Well, there's federal regulations where they have to have specific amounts of flame retardants. So God forbid the car catches on fire or the engine catches on fire. There's a reduced risk of the rest of the car catching on fire before you're able to safely exit the vehicle because that steering wheel has chemicals on it that are coded to not allow the steering wheel to catch fire. Same thing with the car seat. And so that's known as flame retardants. The same things that are on a lot of your bed sheets that you're sleeping on every single night. Most of them have flame retardants on it because God forbid you're sleeping, the house catches on fire. At least the bed isn't just going to light up in flames immediately. Now that risk has been so limited that the cost of sleeping on a heavy metal, which we're going to get to in a second, from the flame retardant way outweighs the risk of your house catching on fire. And you're most likely going to know, get up, be able to get out of your house anyways, because of the extreme heat that is produced. So these flame retardants, which scientifically are classified as polybrominated diphenyl ethers, P uh, PBDE, see how much fun I said this was going to be me trying to say these words, but these are going to influence your thyroid. And there's one specific reason because these PBDEs contain bromine. And remember how I said that iodine is a specific class of elements it's called a halogen? Well, bromine is a halogen in itself. And so it has this predilection to influence your thyroid just like iodine will. But bromine is not useful by our bodies as humans to be able to make thyroid hormone. So it's essentially, it's going to disrupt that endocrine process, that hormone process. So because the bromine is going to mimic the iodine itself. It's going to mimic the structure of the thyroid hormone. And it's going to, listen to this, displace T4, one of the thyroid-produced hormones, from thyroid hormone binding proteins, which will prevent T4 from being transported through the, in, throughout your body in the blood. So it also compete for T4 at the thyroid hormone receptor binding sites to disrupt estrogen activity. So now not only are we disrupting thyroid hormone, but now you're disrupting estrogen. And this isn't just an issue for females. This is males and females. So it's both. So you've got to be aware and you've got to know that if you are, have all these flame retardants around you, you have not eliminated flame retardants from your life, that you are disrupting your estrogen and you are also disrupting your thyroid hormone, which can have massive long-term effects on your body as we've discussed. And so adding to that, so much of what's put in the car and in, in just just in life now, it's so easy to use certain plasticizers. I mean, most of you listening can probably remember when BPA became a thing. And most, like if you have a plastic water bottle, and I'll be, do I have mine? Here it is. I don't have a plastic water bottle. I have stainless steel for this reason. But that said, most plastic water bottles nowadays say BPA-free, bisphenol A-free. And there's a really good reason for that because BPA, in addition to phthalates, 
mimic the structures of thyroid and then will alter your thyroid structure and will literally fight against your body's ability to produce T3. So here you have these PBDEs, your flame retardants, that block T4. And then you've got BPA and phthalates that block T3. Right there, you've just shut down your endocrine function with these two chemicals that are added to so many different things in our life nowadays. Almost as a regulated process. See where I'm going with that? Oh, someone's trying to reach out, Colin. Let me make sure that we're still on. Yep, we're still live. Good. Guys, I would love to take your live calls right now, but we've got to keep moving. You can see how important this is. And so a lot of these BPA and phthalate chemicals, they're found in most plastics. This is the reason why get rid of the plastics, even the plastics of your Tupperware. Use glass. Be careful with some of even certain like the coffee cup that you're using every morning. You should be using glass. My wife and I, we just stocked up and bought a whole bunch of mason jars because of how we know that there's no heavy metals in that glass and we know that that's what's going to be safest, especially if we're going to store some food long term. My wife just got into making a, a, her own coffee creamer. And so right there, there were probably certain heavy metals in some of the other stuff that she was purchasing now that she's making her own from a lot of fats and oils and healthy milk, nut milk alternatives. That's going to be a much better choice for her and she's helping herself out a lot okay so in addition to some of the things with thyroid issues bpa has been shown to cause other heart issues as well lots of cardiovascular problems hypertension heart attack peripheral artery disease and coronary artery disease have all been linked back to bpa there's been increased incidences of breast cancer infertility and impotence or decreased libido decreased sex drive so reproductive issues as well associated with BPA. So it makes sense that they got rid of BPA, but know that phthalates are still in so many plastics and it's a primary ingredient in plastic. So it's really difficult to get rid of them. You have to take the action step to eliminate the plastics from your life. Let's keep moving on. It's very common that, and you've probably heard of this chemical triclosan that's in hand soap and then PFOAs. And I'm going to butcher what it stands for, but it's polyfluoro, and I'll leave it at that. PFOAs, non-stick cookware, stain-resistant fabrics. So your couches, a lot of your curtains, they have these flame retardant, and they also have these stain-resistant fabrics on or chemicals on them, like these PFOAs, that are going to uh, disrupt your thyroid. They're going to decrease T4. Again, it's a T4 inhibitor. And what does your thyroid produce most of, T3 or T4? T4 produces mostly T4, a very small amount of T3. Your body has to, your blood has to, and proteins have to bind to T4 in the blood, carry the T4 to the liver, where then lots of other things come into play to help regulate and turn T4 into T3. We've talked about that before. It requires the bacteria in your gut, believe it or not. It requires cortisol. You have to have an appropriate cortisol response to make thyroid hormone conversion from T4 to T3. You have to make sure that your thyroid is in an appro or your thyroid. Your liver is in an appropriate detox state. If you are glutathione depleted, you're not going to be able to do the proper conversion of T4 to T3 in your liver. And then there's some other complement and uh, yeah, we'll call them complement thyroid molecules that your body can get stuck with. You, you, so it's not T4, but it's not quite T3 yet. And ultimately that has to then your body can't turn it into active T3, that has to just get turned into something else called reverse T3. And then that gets, it's a waste product that gets eliminated by your body. But again, that waste product clogs up your body's ability to deal with other actual waste products because the RT3 should have been turned into usable thyroid hormone. So you can see how this cascade of events can really start to shoot downstream and really affect your body's ability to do and manage other functions. All right, so fluoride has been known to massively influence your thyroid. Specifically, it can, as little as two to five milligrams of fluoride in research over only a couple of months, as little as three months. So two to five milligrams daily over a few months can lower your thyroid functions. And most of you are drinking fluorinated water. If you have town water, you've got fluorinated water. Uh, you're most likely using a fluorinated toothpaste. And I'm gonna tell you that fluoride specifically does not even strengthen your teeth. It does not directly strengthen your teeth. It indirectly does, but it's through what happens to the saliva. So the fluoride goes into your mouth, 
fluoride, that heavy metal is going to, well, it's not a heavy metal, but it's a toxic ion is going to then uh, influence the concentration of other enzymes and proteins in your saliva. And then your saliva is going to, because of those being in your saliva, that over time will help to strengthen the enamel. And so that's how fluoride works, but it's not even directly influencing your teeth. It's not helping your teeth out at all. It's helping out your saliva to help out your teeth. If you really want to know how to directly influence your teeth, you need to look at the ingredients of what your teeth is made up of. And there's some really good inorganic. Now that's not like organic food, right? Organic, organic food kind of is a kind of a bastardized word to just at least help you know that the food has non-GMO, there's no pesticides, glyphosate, what have you. But if I say inorganic, our body is made up of organic substances and inorganic substances. There's some really, there's one really important inorganic substance. It's called, uh, why am I blanking on it right now? Hydroxy, oh, N-hydroxyapatite. And that N-hydroxyapatite is one of the main constituent inorganic pieces of your teeth, of the bones that make up your teeth. You need to have that replenished. If your body can't replenish that, your teeth will continuously weaken. Over time, it doesn't matter how much fluoride you use. And so you can find an N-hydroxyapatite toothpaste quite readily that, you know, you can find on the internet. Yes, they're going to be appear more expensive than the average toothpaste bottle, but you need way less. They will last you way longer and it will actually help your health in the long run. So that's N-hydroxyapatite toothpaste. If you need to look for fluoride-free toothpaste, that's actually going to strengthen your teeth. In addition to that, fluoride has been shown to start to calcify not only the thyroid gland, but the pineal gland. So as a chiropractor, a lot of we end up needing to take x-rays on a lot of patients to determine the status of their health, the status of their nervous system. As a byproduct of that, so many times, Dr. Ernst, myself, some of the other physicians that work with us in the office, they'll notice that not only is a patient's thyroid starting to calcify, but there's a calcification of the pineal gland, which is in the center of the brain. And the pineal gland is important for sleep-wake regulation, and, and it produces melatonin, which is what you need to help you sleep and fall asleep at night. And so it's helping to regulate that day-to-day -day circadian rhythm. If that shuts down, so many other things start to go haywire, as you can imagine. So not only is fluoride linked to the thyroid, but it's linked to the pineal gland as well. We could probably do a whole other radio show on that. And so you can see, and it's not limited here. Guys, I've got pages more of other chemicals. Now, these names get really intense real intense, but ultimately all is going to lead back to shutting down your thyroid. So if you're saying, yeah, Dr. D, I hear you. This is great. I've got some action steps, but how can I stay connected and learn more? Well, then make sure that you've got the ebook. Text your name, the word thyroid and your email to 704-906-2094 so that you can get this ebook today. And then we'll see you live March 11th, Saturday, March 11th at 10 a.m. before this show. So that way you can interact with Dr. Ernst, with myself, get your thyroid questions answered, and really start your journey to healing. Be blessed, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next weekend. Bye.